Hello everyone and welcome back to the Small Introvert Dead. I am your podcaster Sally and and in today's episode of well the second installment actually of Orad's Sins. Today's crime is going to be somewhat recent. When I mean someone recent, I mean like month or two at the maximum. And this story actually breaks my heart because it's a situation where it could be avoided to begin with if uh, <clears throat> if the government had done anything. Unfortunately, it didn't and it did at the late lights and also a victim has was procured which here it was a mother and a son and more specifically the victim was actually a mother a 89 year old mother who refused to sell a house in order to fund her son's illegal immigration in order for him to run away from his his responsibilities but also away from court because the dude was already a convicted felon with i think it was with robbery and assault and sexual assault initiation to be more specific which is actually a convicting crime here in Algeria and it happens here in my city by the way so not only it makes me sick but also it makes me sad because here in Algeria unless you do not look for the loopholes in the law whether it is convicted felonies crimes uh even general law for that matter you will not get around and you will not be able to fix your situation now this story goes as in this dude his name his name was MN now i will not cite names even for the victim as well as of respect for the family and his mother he lived with his mother because he was a convicted felon like i said he had assault theft but also selling drugs and drug use uh, i think it was more specifically weed and cannabis but also cocaine which is the heaviest felony that you could ever get that could literally ban you from even going out of the country or even going out of the city without being researched now the story goes as in he was arguing with his mother for the past 2 years like since 2020 for him or for her to sell the house or sell anything to fund his addiction or to fund something He usually did a lot of things including assaulting her with a knife before assaulting her with his friends and this is what makes me sick to my stomach already trying to kill her by strangulation with a pillow now he was convicted with it for i think 5 years but he ran away he didn't run away from the jail actually he ran away from the court which if you're not caught you're not going to be caught unless you show your face 
and it would be still an active case. Now, the mother had a restraining order and all that. However, the issue is here, is that the dude had another sibling who was protecting him because they didn't think it was right to let him be free. However, they didn't convict him either, which this concept of a man is always right here in Algeria is where it makes me go go ballistic. Not because as a, not because I am a feminist, but because I'm an equalist where I see everything black and white, whether in religion or outside of religion, by the way. So I am like this with everybody. So what he did was he fought with her, he assaulted her for the past year and tried to assault her even again, pressuring her to sell the house, even with the help of his brother. Until that happened, until I think it was the 2nd or the 3rd of October this year. So it's just like past month, like I said, that where he snuck in, he fought with her, he stole everything that she owned, whether jewelry, money, paper, anything. And when she was like, okay, that's it. I can't do it anymore. I'm going to sleep. He took it as a chance to, well, do something that even I as a woman, or even if I was a murderer, I would never do. He opened a bottle of butane gas and left. Now, here in Algeria, we have those type of butane gas bottles. They're not bottles, they're more like um, barrels, like a metal tank barrel. It would weigh around 10 to 20 to even 30 kilos. I think the amount of it is 60 kilos cubic, if I still remember correctly. So, just just to let you know. And it is a very lethal gas. Now, the worst part about it is that not only he left, and she's an old woman, like I said, she's like 89, which, to be honest, that is an age that I wish to age to gracefully. Not just gracefully, but also in the sense of me worshiping God to at that point, just to let you know. Now... The issue was that how did they discover her? Actually, a neighbor was walking by smoking a cigarette and his cigarette lit on fire, almost obliterating his face. He looked up, he looked around, he didn't find any type of leak around him. However, he smelled the gas. As soon as he got in, He opened everything. He actually broke inside the house and the mother was dead. The son is still in search till this day. And this crime happened in Kanastan, which is around like 45 minutes drive from my house. It's literally in the north of Oran. And this is one case there were four cases of similar scenario 
a son or a daughter killing their father or their mother. Okay, there was one that happened in April that I will talk about next week. I hope I don't forget of a daughter who killed her stepfather. But that was more self-defense for a reason because she was abused and manipulated and groomed ever since the age of five. The girl is now 19 and she is still convicted and doing the crime jail time even though it was reduced from 25 years from first degree murder to self-defense and unintentional murder due to her trauma. I think it was to five years, if I remember correctly. I have to look for it and I'll tell you guys. But yes, there's a lot of crimes that happen here in Algeria that a lot of people do not realize how bad it is <laughs> because it's, eh, it's a meh, okay? And here's the thing, uh, it's sad. It is very sad because a lot of people do not realize that. A lot of people think, oh, it's a very happy country. No, it's not. I, I, no. But yes, there is a lot of crimes of these type of scenarios of a parent killing a, like a parent killing a child or a child killing a parent, a spouse killing a spouse. And here's the thing, when it comes to spouse killing a spouse, it's not the husband who is killing the wife. It's actually the wife who is killing the husband or the wife killing the in-laws. Yes, there is a lot of those crimes as well. Like there is a lot, a lot of these cases that has happened and has sprung ever since, I would say 2009, 2008 to now. And specifically for the child, uh, for this child SA or grape, well, I can actually say rape and all that, but still. Um, it has been more and more common ever since 2010s to 2014, the abduction and the human trafficking that had been happening. And specifically, this type of crime actually has been happening here in Oran, but also in, uh, also in Mila and in Skidal. Those are the two uh, cities that go up to my head or pop up in my head when I think of this type of situation. When it comes to uh, murder and first degree murder with family members, like cousins, parents, spouses, in-laws, like I said, it's mostly the center of the country, meaning Aljeb, Jaya, Tizibizu, like uh, also Mila, Tisimsilt, Shlif, Manzghalim. Like these are mostly where it is most common. As well, it is also common in the south. However, in the south is mostly because of religion. Let me explain. The crimes that happen here, quote unquote, obviously, most of the motives differ, whether it's a fight, whether it's an argument, whether it's cheating, whether it's this or that. However, it boils down to inheritance. 
inheritance issues like still there is some type of distinction between each crime however most of it if not all of it starts and ends with the discussion of inheritance an argument over inheritance or a or over money now I know sounds weird but hear me out as for the south it's mostly due to adultery grooming rape and here's the thing here when it comes to rape the this third one it's mostly the victim of rape who would be murdered or the convicted and the convictee meaning the one who did it and the one who was done to it because quote-unquote in Islam there is no such thing as someone who is raped there's someone who actually consented to it when in reality we all know that there is no such thing like this no one wanted to be raped okay no one wanted to be molested no one wanted to be taken off their illnesses that is no okay no 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 and no this is something that a lot of people still do not gripe with even in Islam even in the Quran there is no such thing as someone who wanted it someone who tried to get it because they wanted to wear that type of thing there is no such thing please and this is what makes me sick because there is a lot of rape and a lot of molestation cases here in Oran or in Mila or in Skida or in Shlif or in Mistralim or in Khamis Maliana or in Annaba or in Qsantina there is everywhere and here's the thing a lot of times when you use or when you open a journal and specifically a newspaper any newspaper you will find those crimes literally four to five times more often than it was in 2009 and I still do not understand why there is a objectification but also a lot of fetishizing of children not even children babies I literally today I got out I took my niece who is two years old who is such a cutie pie outside in my neighborhood and she is a guest in my house just this is today I saw men literally 20 years older than me 20 years older than me oogling her I had to protect her and no you're gonna be like oh no she was naked no she was not okay she was not wearing something indecent besides clothes do not have an age her body doesn't have an age she's fucking two this is what makes me mad like I wanted to slap their faces so hard that I would have to remove their faces from their skull this is how bad I wanted to but again I cannot do that because that would be me assaulting them for an indication or an imitation of not an indication uh, a display of fetishizing which is not a felony damn it well it is not a felony in one case if it is in public because you cannot exactly judge a man on that
This is like there is a lot of crimes that happen here in Oran that I see literally every single day. And it makes me sad, it makes me mad, it makes me hate my country. And not even the country, it's not the land that makes me sad, it's not the government that makes me sad, it's the people. It is so bad, literally so, so bad, that my neighbor, literally in front of my house, is a convicted felon who was selling cocaine five years ago, literally. And the dude is like one year older than me. Just to, like, just to give you the perspective of how effed up it is. <coughs> like, just to let y'all know, that's how bad it is. That is how bad it is. And yeah. Anyway, sorry for the rant. It is supposed to be a Iran sins. I am so sorry, guys. It's just. Uh, what I witnessed today was, ay, ay, ay. it was a roller coaster. Because I do not wish it on anybody. Listen, if you're a man, please understand why we hate you guys, and we generalize everybody together. Please do not feel bad for us doing this. Do not feel bad for a woman who fears for her life whenever she walks alone. Please, even if it is in the day, in the morning, like at night or at dusk or at twilight, please, please understand this. Because these crimes, 80%, if not 90% of those crimes, their victims are two categories. Children of all genders, and women okay like please please everybody like I mean it I mean it in this sense because if you are a man or if you are a woman who well specifically if you are a bit do not feel bad when a woman carries with her a taser a knife, keys holding it like she has the claw, running away from you, covering up. And what I mean by covering up here, I don't mean as in hijab and all of that. No, I mean as in hiding herself, making herself small, simply because of what her body looks like. Just to let you guys know. And it makes me motherfucking mad. Because I had my childhood robbed from me because of this. Because of the fear, of the constant fear of me being molested. Of the constant fear of me being raped. The constant fear of me not trusting my own self, my own perspective, my own conceptualization of life. Ever since I was young. Because I was bigger because I was fatter, because I was paler, because I was quote-unquote prettier. Believe me, guys, when I wore hijab at the age of 10, it was not for no reason. It was not because I wanted to. It was because as a protection, because I was always told that I looked older than anybody. I looked 
fatter than anybody. I looked womanlier than anybody. Literally, one man told me, and he was an old gentleman. Well, he's not even a gentleman. He was an asshole, to be honest. He was around his 60s. He told me, oh, hey, you look way too pale for a bride. I was motherfucking 10. Okay? I was 10. Another dude who was like around his 30s literally told me, Hey, would you, do you know how to handle a man? I'm like, bro, I don't even know how to handle my IBS. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was 10 and I started hearing those comments. And it's not just from men, it was also from women. I literally had a teacher tell me to cover up my boobs because I was too distracting to the boys. I'm like, ma'am, those are flaps. They're not even boobs. I didn't even have my puberty yet. What the fuck are you talking about? Just because I looked bigger than anybody, it was a problem. I was always bullied for my body. Actually, to this day, to this day, most people would tell me, oh, hey, listen, you look like you have a body of a porn star. Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> like, seriously, what the hell? Bro, what the hell? Like, like I said, this, ah, this is the problem of being a woman. <laughs> and here's the thing. I know for sure that there is at least 20 to 30, if not to 50 women who have the similar case as me. And not just me, not just women, actually, by the way. Also men. If you're a man and you're very handsome, I feel so sorry for you. I really do. Because, yes, your beauty is immeasurable. And I love it. And you look so fucking handsome. And I'm proud of you. But I know if you had a weird childhood, <sighs> I feel bad. <laughs> I really, really, really do. I really do for you because you do not deserve it and it makes me pissed because I had so many friends of mine who to be honest lost their lives lost their purpose lost their image they lost even lost their bodies because of what happened to them in their childhood or even in their teens not even in their childhood in their teens, in their young adulthood, some people even try to try to commit it, to be honest. Like I had a friend of mine who I had to save because he drowned himself. He drowned himself in water and drinking a lot of water. Like he drank around a like a giant jug of water all straight up. And if you do that, like now, what I mean by a jug here, I mean like around six liters. If you drink over two liters of water straight up, you will have hypo, not hypo, hyperthermia, uh, not hyperthermia. Uh, you will have water in your lungs where you would have, in order to save it, we would have to puncture your lung in order to drain it from water with, of course, with CPR. Like, I had to do that to my best friend in university because a teacher was doing it to him. And they were threatening him and making him look like a sissy. So, yes, 
I know what it's like. Simply because the dude looked a little bit feminine. And here's the thing. The dude was a man. Like, this is the thing. The dude was around 20... I think it was the time. It was like 24. He was older than me. He was uh, five years older than me. It was in my first year of university. So I had to help him out. Like, just to give you an idea what it's like. Like, it's not just me as a woman. Also men. Actually, a lot of men don't... I don't like to say this, but I know if I say it, it's going to sound very controversial, but here I go. Uh, a lot of men, a lot of issues of men are disregarded as unmanly. When if you suck it up, if you do not say anything, if you fight it. No, <coughs> I'm sorry, but no. Yes, there is a lot of people where they say, Oh, but you guys, you women actually think of it as a competition. Yes, because we were never taught how to handle it. Listen, even our emotions, like, and I'm saying this in the mindset of an Algerian, okay? Mental health, whether women or men, here in Algerian society, we were never taught how to handle that. Whether it's anger, whether it's jealousy, whether it's lust, whether it's sexuality, whether it's desire, whether it's motivation, whether it's depression, whether it's ADHD, whether it's schizophrenia, bipolar, uh, PDP, whether it is, I don't know, PTSD, CPTSD. All of these illnesses, all of these emotions, all of these struggles with our emotions and with our intellect, we were never taught how to handle them specifically to men but it's even worse here in Algeria because here in Algeria it's actually not the men who have this type of issue it's actually the women because here's the thing by if you let's say for example you have two kids one is a boy the other is a girl the boy you will start teaching him about manlyhood since the age of six to the age of 18 then you will let him be be outside, go, play, socialize, do your shit. I don't care. As long as you're not drunk, you do not get me a girl pregnant, I don't care. A woman, it's the other way around. You have to teach her and to parentify her since the age of seven. Yes, I know, sounds weird, but hold on, let me explain. You would have to teach her how to cook, how to clean, how to have hygiene, how, when I mean by hygiene, I mean everything, including puberty things. So, everything. You would have to let her know, oh, you have to watch your weight. Oh, you have to watch your hair. Oh, you have to watch that. Oh, you don't, you're not supposed to have ingrown hairs. Oh, you're not supposed to have hair anywhere other than you're on your head or on your eyebrows. You do not have to write to tattoo. You do not have the right to date. You do not even have the right to go out. Like, literally go out and socialize with people. For example, oh, you do not have the right to... For example, like these are some rules that I actually grew up with. So let me just a little bit refresh my memory before I actually rebelled and I did some stupid shit to be honest. But it was only to deliver a message. Um, for example, like my parents, I was banned from having a sleepover. I was also banned of going out to my friends' houses. So my friends were only in my classroom, outside of the classroom. 
I did not know them. They were strangers to me. That is a rule that I still live by till this day. And I'm almost 30. Now, again, till this day, it's because I am an introvert. I became an introvert due to it. So, yes, this is what I mean by this type of rules, this type of society, this type of flaw that there is in our education is what issues the crimes, is what gives off the feed to the crime because a lot of people do not know about these. And I know a lot of people who had the similar type of education as mine, whether you're a man or a woman, I know what it's like. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Anyway, I know I, uh, I derailed a lot. But, yeah, I'll see you all next time. Bye, guys.